I should have said. I had a piece of cheesecake this morning for my cousin's birthday thing yesterday. So I'm good. I'm gonna feel horrible lately. With diet? Yeah, I just not doing shit. So I'm literally north side, south side, north side, south side. Like even like yesterday, I spent all day in the car picking her brother up from the airport and getting my family things. Pretty much like a house husband. <laughs> We're recording right now. So don't say anything you don't want. I don't want you saying that that you're gonna be like, hey, so can we go back and like uh edit that shit out? I mean, I played that position. I didn't like it. I wasn't very good at it. I'm great at it, which is why like I'm not doing shit for myself. Right. So this is uh, this is casually episode twenty seven of the Rojo Show. It's uh, yeah, casually because you know, like I didn't put a lot of production into the intro. You know, we just kind of you know we're just doing it. Okay. And um, it is what is this, Christmas Eve? It is. It's Christmas Eve. It's the day before Jesus's birthday. Mm-hmm. Or what we. Acknowledge right. Jesus is birthday. Exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know if I expected you to. <laughs> start using rapping to, to, to acknowledge that you know that this might not be his his actual birthday. What? This isn't going to be my religious episode. Okay. Not with you here. Mm-hmm. Not at all. If you don't, so. Obviously, I'm your host, who who is always here, Rojo. My guest today is a guest that has been with me before. Please hold your applause. Hold your applause to the end. Um, he's been on the show before. Uh, you've heard me talk about him, uh, Mr. Mr. William James. Uh, uh, I thought I was getting a longer intro. So that's from from Beverly. What? No. No. Why not? Because I was born in eighty first and oh Inglewood. Okay. Beverly was just like before, like. Got it. Years. That was like, that's college? Yeah, like high school. Oh. Eighth grade through high school. I went to Beasley before that, 55th Estate, across from the projects. I don't know where Beasley is. I need you to speak up some, though. I got a shout out mm-hmm. you're giving. But, uh, <laughs> um. I guess I didn't know that. But anyway, this is so, this is Will. Will's here. Greetings. Um. Please don't be fooled by Will. Be fooled. Please don't. He's he's as you'll see. He's very much a, a wolf. No, it's it's all smoke and mirrors. Although he tries to like you know lull lull these these intricate weaves of um of uh, of humbleness <laughs> and humility, he is at the core. Uh, a jerk. <laughs> oh, really? He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's sincere. Like he's 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 very compassionate. Probably the most compassionate person I know. <laughs> like Eric Badu said about comment. But uh, isn't it funny how like every time like she compliments him, it's almost like she like he's calling him out. She's calling him out. It's like he's the softest man I've mm-hmm. ever known. Like really, <laughs> it's bogus. It's not what you say about <laughs> Jay Electronica. What about Jay Electronica? Mm-hmm. He blew my back mm-hmm. out. Wow, <laughs> wow. 
she even told a story about how um she broke up with him, but like yeah, but he uh, <laughs> like outside the window and <laughs> pedals, pedals and fanfare. <laughs> like like he was really he was really uh, the dude in the come close to me baby video, <laughs> like outside with the signs and shit. Like I'll marry you. But I can't front a comment though, because not only is he Southside, oh. not only is he one of the greatest rappers of all time. This is where it's gonna take a turn. Yeah, don't take a turn. Go ahead. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time. You disagree? He's good. He's really good. Common is really good. If you had a list of like 25 I'm, rappers. 20, 25? 25 25, is still 25 yeah. 25, yeah. I mean, I, I, he's in my top ten, but like I could, I could say like if I was unbiased, he'd be like top twenty, easy, easy. Top, I can put I him in top twenty, easy. Yeah, okay, that's, that's excellent company. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Common, one of the greatest rappers of all time, Southside Chicago, Trinitarian. Oh God! What up, Pastor Wright, Reverend Wright, Reverend Moss? You guys just yeah. breathe, breathe <laughs> light skinned niggas over there. <laughs> and he's a Pisces. I'm not into astrology, but when it's convenient for me to Are attach you a, other people, Pisces? I am a Pisces. Pisces. So yeah, when it's convenient for me to attach myself to other like-minded Pisces, I'm like, yes, he's a Pisces. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Yeah, man. Um, Jay Z is a Sagittarius. Yes, there are a lot of Sagittariuses out there. There are. <laughs> <laughs> Common, Common's cool, man. I like Common. He's Common's, incredible. Common's, yeah, he's incredible. He is. He is. One of the best freestylers, like as a, in terms of MCs, like with big label deals, mm. for sure. Mm. Give me ten better. Like I'm talking about, like guys who well, had like record deals. And okay, crowd, so like the thing, albums. the thing with Common and him being a notable freestyler is the fact that he still like genuinely freestyles. Yeah. Like like that King Lowe's thing we mm-hmm. just watched. Like he's like. He's definitely grabbing things out of the air and thinking about them on the spot. For sure. Which can be good and bad. Because, I mean, sure, you get points for that on, like, a hip-hop purist level. But, like, unless you're, like, really good at it, like, it kind of, like... He's really good at it. It's just... A hit, it's a hit-and-miss type situation. It's, 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 there's danger in actually freestyling, so you're not going to be super thorough all the time. True. What I'm doing is I am letting his acting prowess cloud <laughs> uh, cloud my this, my uh, my my judgment of him as a rapper. I understand. Sorry, <laughs> but you know his critically acclaimed role in Wanted left me wanting. Uh, I saw what you did there. That was nice. Um, please project whenever you can. I know your vocal cords <clears throat> yes, are it's, sensitive. It's, it's early in the morning, folks. You know, normally I would do a lot of humming, right? A lot of tea steeping. I don't have a humidifier yeah. here. There's no eucalyptus. And I'm, steam, about to, I'm probably know. about to smoke some weed. In a second. Oh, <laughs> Which I would. I don't know if you're going to take this as a compliment, but when we were in California, mm-hmm. you were very understanding of my uh dependency <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> don't say that your itch no I'm, I'm just playing I'm just playing like my, my see what I said see what I mean <laughs> see what I mean 
It's a fucking snake. No, my thing has always been like I don't do it, but as long as it's not putting me in any health, like physical or legal danger, right? Then I'll try not to rain on the parade. Yeah, because I was like really worried. I thought you were <laughs> gonna be a parade. Right? <laughs> I thought you, Jared. You already got that voice. <laughs> you got that perfect, like, on the shoulder, like, right when you're about to do some bullshit, like, Jared. Like, have you seen that clip of Jamie Foxx at, was it a roast? And then he, like, there was, he the got. Time when he was the guy's conscious? This yes. Conscious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They he were, murdered they, him. That was a Mid-Smith roast, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, the, the, the <laughs> this is your name conscience. Doug something. Doug Williams, you know. Oh, my God. And the Jamie only reason Fox I know made, that is because Jamie Foxx tortured him. <laughs> Jamie Foxx made him sound he destroyed so calm. Oh, but that's your voice. He said, you'll never get a deal. <laughs> I wish I was in a movie with Jamie. Listen, if you uh, if you have a chance to check this out, we're talking about this YouTube clip of Jamie Foxx at, you said it was Emmett Smith's Rose? Emm- yeah, Emmett Smith, yeah. Not Emmett Till. And it was at Emmett Smith's Rose. Definitely not Emmett Till. And, um... Obvious, so obviously the roast had like multiple other comedians on mm. it, and Jamie and this dude is up there. Doug and a part of a roast is like also roasting the other roasters, so. and I don't know if he like tried to come at Jamie Foxx like sideways or and he, what. And he didn't have the jokes or the resume Listen, to like stand on it. <laughs> Jamie Foxx definitely got the best of that ass. J- Jamie Jamie Foxx is definitely on the list of people. It's like. There's certain people you don't want to piss off if you don't have, like, jokes yeah. for him or some kind of comeback. Because even, like, when him and uh, Terrence Howard had their thing going back and forth, <laughs> and he let into Terrence for sounding like the same dude in every movie. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is a, uh, that's a foxhole clip, right? Yeah, yeah. Foxhole was, uh, Foxhole had some classic episodes. They sure. definitely got it in on that show. For sure. But yeah, so, um... Be it that this is Christmas Eve, is there a are you doing a roadmap situation? Is this just yeah, pulling yeah, out yeah. the wind? How No, I definitely have I definitely have some topics. Um So we're gonna talk about um do you like do you like British movies? I enjoy them. I am not versed enough to be able to comment. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not well I'm I'm more versed than like the average American. Right. But like I like like all of Guy Ritchie's movies. Uh, see I couldn't even like tell you who snatched. Guy Ritchie is. I know who Guy Ritchie is, but yeah, I don't know. Snatched? No. Probably one of Brad Pitt's best performances. He was humping Madonna at one time, wasn't he? Brad Pitt? No, Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, they were married. Okay. Like okay. he they uh they got like multiple kids together and shit, I think. Oof. He was he Sorry. he wiped he wiped her. <laughs> That's what happened. Right. He, he made her into the housewife mm. after after she spent the nineties. Definitely got to question his judgment. Tupac <laughs> and Dennis Rodman's dick. I'm sure you're a great guy, guy, guy Richie, but, um, He made great movies. Snatched and Lockstock uh, and uh, Rock and Rolla are okay. all good. Um, okay. one that he didn't make, but I think he produced is uh, Layer Cake, and that's that's actually the movie that. They saw Daniel Craig in that uh, made them think that he could be James wow, Bond. Wow. So like, uh, and then it's just like it's got like all kinds kinds of turns in it. But I like for some reason I like British movies um, and British accents. 
You know what I'm mm. saying? And then somehow I ended up watching Luther. I, that's definitely on my cue list. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. That and Beast of Southern Nation, speaking of Idris Alba. Aside from him... Beast of No Nation, excuse me. Aside from him being... Uh, I guess he's attractive. I guess, like, the women find him pleasing on the eye or some shit. I don't they, really they know. They go in for, for Idris. Yes. But Luther is a good show. Yeah. And he like like he's like legit. Well, of course they do. They do the same tricks over there like they do with any black actor over here. Mm-hmm. So like, his wife isn't obviously black, right? Like she's like she's like light skin, like, like no lighter. Oh wow, mm-hmm. lighter. <laughs> You're gonna say like Deidre? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, my mom is like Deidre's complexion. So well, yeah. I was, I was thinking. Are you talking about lighter or like more ambiguous? No, very much like Deidre. Like okay. very, very, very fair skin, okay. really curly hair, like not like not nappy, but curly. That's true. Um, you know, and then like once once something happens to her, <laughs> he fucks with his wife then. Like, I don't know. It's just like Well, I was forced to. Yeah. I mean, just like just like the nigga from Power, he's got a black wife, Still, but he's yeah, cheating yeah. on her with the Latino chick. Wow. Just like, I mean, most movie most shows or movies with dark skin, you know, black lead actors. Yeah, if the guy strays, he's not going to another. No. If, if he has a sister in the first place. This is true. But, yeah, so but other than that, it's a real good, it's a real good show. So my new, um, so we're gonna talk about that. I'm watching this new show, uh, Top Boy. Okay. And Top Boy is like, I guess it's like the British version of The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> the title is. <laughs> <right here. laughs> I guess it could have some like weird implications behind it. That's some so, double entendres. Man, that's interesting. The time we live in. That- can't even say top boy anymore. <laughs> and maybe that comes from me too, hanging out in New York too much. Because since I live there off and on, all I hear all day, every day is pause. Oh uh, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, I feel like me and you specifically are in unique positions. Mm-hmm. Pause. <laughs> See. Where like terms like like pause and like no homo, like they may yeah. they may genuinely come into play. <laughs> for instance, okay, like so, uh, I danced for like ten years with a tutu and everything. Not a tutu, not that's, tutu. That's I've, I've worn tights. Yeah, yeah sure, you yeah. know, dance belt. I'm not gonna go into specifics about what that is, but I had to wear a dance belt. Yeah, I, it's not fun. No, um, I've had to change and be mm-hmm. in close quarters with gay guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there have been times where like they've said some shit which is very yeah. comfortable to them and, and you they have, laugh. And you have a split second to decide if like it's appropriate or not for you to roll your eyes, throw up or just or, yeah. and then, sit, sit still and keep it moving. But what you can't do at any time yeah. is like joke along with them. Because oh, no. No. That, that's going to go one of two ways. They're going to be offended mm-hmm. or they're going to think you're into mm-hmm. it. And then it's just like well, now I have a whole other set of problems sure. or or a whole other set of situations to open myself up to. Boss. No. <laughs> but like, you know, like, like if you're if you live a fairly like um, heterosexual dominated life where like you really don't come in contact For with sure. them. 
and you like have these like, hey, no homo nigga, no homo nigga. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in a situation where you really have to question yeah. if someone is saying something right, right, to you in that right, way, right. like then you're kind of just being a dick yeah. about it. Yeah, and then the other thing too is because, you know, I have a lot of close gay friends and gay relatives. And so like, you know, they like anybody else. Like they, they don't say anything like ridiculous to me, you know what I mean? Right. Or flagrant to me. Like, you know, they joke with me just like how you and I joke with each other you know so I guess at the end of the day what I'm saying is they're just like anybody else they're not gonna put you if these are really like your friends or your people they're not gonna put you in no weird situation where you feel like you gotta yeah defend yourself or whatever like I've got a like when my friend Reggie lived here like I used to like go to all his events and shit and I'd oftentimes be like the only straight guy there and you know um but I feel like he like uh I don't know. Like, he, like, let people... I don't want to say he, like, let people know. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't know. He just always made it cool. And, like, mm-hmm. when shit did get a little, like, wild or whatever, mm-hmm. like, he didn't, like... He didn't take offense when I left. No, Or, like, sure. separated myself. Sure. It was just like, sure. this, yeah. this is the part of the yeah. party that's too deep. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it's like... Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm not disgusted like, by good. you as an individual, but like now we're at a level where it's like I'm just uncomfortable and I need to exit stage left. Yeah, so and y'all can do y'all keep thing, rocking. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna be in the car at home. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home. What was interesting is so I was watching uh, I was watching Ace Ventura the other day. Okay, and you know I don't. Uh, I, there are so many like um, grievances. From the LGBT community, I can I I like lose track of the timeline. Okay, but at some point it was a big issue with the scene where he realizes that Ray Finkel and the police, the female police captain, are the same person. Okay, thus making her a what we now comfortably consider like a transgendered woman. Right, right, right. And there's like this whole like there's like this slow buildup of like. I kiss, and then at yeah. the end he exclaims like I kissed a man, right. and then it goes into like him like throwing up and like right. plunging his face, right. and then right. like brushing his teeth, yeah. and, like all crazy, crazy. Yeah. Like there was like this huge controversy about that. So I was watching it, and I was watching it on regular TV, like uh, commercials and everything, mm-hmm. and I was just like I was watching to see how they was going to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to like have? Are they going to cut out that whole part of the movie? Are they gonna like? Are they gonna are, are they gonna like run it backwards? Like I missed them, slipped them, them. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are they gonna do? Right. So then they had the whole build up, but what they didn't do is they didn't have the part where he says, "I, I kissed a man," oh, wow. and then it goes into it. They had wow. everything else, wow. but they didn't have the actual vocal realization, interesting, and exclamation of what time? What all of that was? What time was this on TV? Uh, it was the middle of the day. Okay. Because I guess, you know. You think if it was on at night, it would have. I don't know. I just I feel like that's something that they would say. It's like, you know, it's the middle of the day. And, you know, the kids could be watching. But then, of course, that could stir up a whole thing. Sure. Because people would be like, well, what's wrong with kids? You know, seeing them. Yeah, man. Because kids are. Kids are. Uh, what, what's the term? Kids are. Uh, kids experience gender. Gender dysphoria, gender. Well, the, what's it, what's the word? Well, the word, yeah, dysmorphia. Gender right. dysmorphia. Right. Okay. But then again, some people would say it's dysmorphia. Some people would say you no, know, it's just self-identifying. So it's, 
Some people would say it's mental illness. Some people would say that. Don't whisper. Why are you trying <laughs> to whisper? All of my ways are big and your ways are little. So I feel like when they come back to check this shit, it's going to be easy to put a case on me. Hilarious. <laughs> but your, your low tones will fucking drown out the frequency and won't show up on the hard drive. <laughs> yes, Jerry. <laughs> I agree. I, I concur. <laughs> the more vowels you use, the easier it is to hide. I tacitly and hmm. cautiously. Hmm. <laughs> I'll continue this with silent affirmations. <laughs> hmm. I feel you. <laughs> but yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> um. Kobe, okay. So, so okay. So, on the, was Rajon Rondo, did Rajon Rondo call the referee a faggot? Or did Rajon Rondo, would he have called any of those referees a faggot in that moment? Um, both? Hmm. Well, okay. Are you, are you asking, did he know that the ref was, was he, gay? Yeah, no, like, was he committing a hate crime there? Or was he just being inappropriate? I think an argument could be made that both were happening. Hmm. And again, like I don't know like how he like you know, I'm not in the NBA circle. So you know, like you go to school with certain people and people like have certain inside information, like yo, so and so is, you know, into Optibam, you know what I mean? They, you know, so I don't know if it's that kind of situation in the NBA where they they all players kinda know already, you know what I mean? And it's just not something he's felt the need to announce to the public and tell the whole world is business. So one could argue that, yeah, maybe he did know. And then the other argument goes the other way, where it's like, well, whether he knew or not, he should still know that that's looked at in a corporate environment like he's in, that's frowned upon. It's looked at as unacceptable. And, you know, if I was the ref and he called me that, I may not necessarily, like, file a grievance with the league, but I would have some words with him afterwards. Like, I would still take offense to it, you know what I mean? Sure. Being a guy who likes women, you know, so... Um, I think Rajon Rondo, not to be too uh, hyperbolic about this, but I think he he hung himself in that situation. Yeah. Because again, like there's no there's no way you could defend him. Like either way, like even if the dude was like straight or what, because like, he just he understands that he works for a business. He understands what the NBA and the NFL and these all these other leagues are on and trying to you know be more progressive uh, and open towards their gay audiences. So. He should have known better. And he's shown a history of not knowing better even outside of this. So True. He's just a fucking idiot as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's what Adam Silver was saying. He was saying that this... Because, you know, like Roy Hibbert has said it. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, Kobe has said it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they both got fined. Kobe got fined? Kobe got fined $100,000. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or remember it. And then um, Roy Hibbert got fined $75,000. I remember Hibbert. Rajon got suspended a game, Mm -hmm. and I heard that the money breakdown from his contract, that game is worth $83,000. Okay. So I guess you could say he got fined $83,000. Right, right, Reggie Miller... Reggie Miller said he should have got suspended five to ten games. Wow. But 
uh, Reggie Miller is a very perplexing, uh, <laughs> perplexing. character as an analyst because <laughs> why, why like some that? shit he says, and I, I'd like I like stand up and clap, mm-hmm. and then like some shit he says like that, and like uh, you know his whole thing with Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, what thing he? What, what's his thing with Jalen Rose? Not to go too far. Well, Jalen Rose had this thing about how uh, he was like when Reggie was there, or when when Jalen was in, in Indiana. Indiana yeah. He was the second most productive player on the team. That Jalen was or Reggie was. That Jalen was. Okay. And how you know uh, when he talk when Reggie talks about. His time in Indiana, all he really talks about is Was like Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson well, Mark Jackson would be the second most productive, arguably the most productive, because ain't he like as number the point three? Guard? Yeah, I mean, sure. ain't he like number three in like assists or something? Like he's high on the all-time assist uh, situation. Um, he's always been a great floor general. He yeah. got a little of that New York street ball situation, so it's not he's just a square just doing a simple pick and roll. No, of like he was not. creating plays. He's not so, John Stockton. Yeah, I mean, so like Jalen Rose, I mean, like I understand why Jalen would say like he's fighting for the number two spot, but I could also see the argument that Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and um, but by the same token, like he mentions like the Davis boys, and he mentions Rick Smiths, and like. Jalen Rose, I guess, doesn't really come up. I have to, I have to revisit um, with gladness, by the way, because those are just like the, the dopest times for basketball. But I have to revisit um, the makeup of that team because just in my mind, I could also see why Reggie, from a basketball standpoint, would gravitate toward, more towards Mark and Rick Smiths and all these other guys because they feed Reggie's game. Whereas Jalen Rose by no means was ever a selfish player. Like, he wasn't like a gun or nothing like that. But I don't really remember Jalen being the kind of compliment to Reggie's game that would allow Reggie to think of him as like, yeah, this is one of my most reliable teammates. You know what I mean? Jalen, to me, strike me as just a, a really talented dude who could get buckets, you know, put some assists on the board, give you a couple rebounds. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I understand why Jalen would be tight about that, but I – I don't think that of that as a diss from Reggie, unless they got some other side shit going on that we don't know about. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, getting back to the Rajon Ray, Rondo thing and like the five games, the only reason why I disagree with five games, four games, three games, whatever, is because again, it goes back to your initial question: intention, right? And again, I know this is 2015, and we've evolved or progressed or whatever the word is. But the reality is, is that a lot of men use that word amongst even other straight men yeah. as an insult, as a loving kind of stab. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, there is gray area there because then somebody would say, well, what about intent when it's nigga versus nigger? You know what I mean? Right. There's a, you open that whole can of worms. Sure. Um, but again, I think I think one game was enough, especially knowing like how proactive Adam Silver is in all of this. He must have done his research. He must have talked to the ref. He definitely must have talked to Rajon. He definitely must have talked to other players who knew what happened the moment before and said, you know what, a game is enough. And not I don't ordinarily say, well, whatever the commissioner says goes, whatever Master says goes. But Adam Silver to me strikes me as a 
relatively reasonable commissioner. Yeah. Much more democratic than fucking David Stern's whole ass. Yeah. Especially if he lets this betting shit go down. Mm-hmm. Oh my. How do you feel about that? I mean, you can bet on games in Vegas now, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm, I guess it does kind of open up a can of worms to like start to question the integrity of the NBA and like possibly players and shit mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, there's a percentage of that already, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, there's definitely the the uh, <clears throat> the conspiracy theory that you know the NBA is fixed, and you know. I've heard some very compelling arguments for, like, especially, like, the Michael Jordan era and, like, the Michael Jordan years and, like, certain finals that may have been set up or whatever, whatever. Right. In my Jordan gym shoes. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not really a gambler. So, like, the whole thing is quite foreign to me. Right, right. Like, I hear E talk about it, and, like, uh, he, like, knows, like, over-unders on games. Right. And, like, you know, like, who's giving points and taking points and all this other type of shit. Mm. Um, But I don't know. That, it never really interested me like that. Right. I never really looked at, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like losing money like that. Right, yeah, not me neither. Like, for me, it's the kind of situation where, like, I think you just got to look at, in the long run, if you think it's going to do more harm to the league, whether that means like players start getting involved and you got more players who like in debt or you know possibly more like game fixing situations, right, right. Pete you know, Rose, yeah, it. or even like well, Pete Rose wasn't fixing games. Remember, yeah, I mean he's just he wasn't even betting against himself. No, I'm just saying like yeah. just or, or you know who was the ref in the NBA? Uh, he's got yeah, yeah. That's was his that name. his name? Really? Yeah, yeah. Was it Tim Donahue? Yeah, because his name his, his name has that G H Y. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, long story short, like if you feel like <laughs> it opened you up to that kind of stuff, then I would say like you know. He must Maybe know, it's not a good idea. He must know something we don't know. Mm. Like, I don't know. Well, I think he's just coming at it from the standpoint of how people do, like, like marijuana or, like, certain things. But it's like, well, such and such bad thing is already here, so we might as well. You know what I mean? I think that's the standpoint he's coming at it from. I think he's looking at, like, well, people gamble anyway, so why not? Like, yeah. as opposed to, I don't think he has any inside scoop, but I don't fucking know. So. I mean, what's the difference between that and, like, fantasy leagues? That have money, like that's kind of the same thing. I don't play. It is well. It's the reason why in New York that you. I don't know if you saw, New York State uh, court just said that they're not allowing FanDuel or whatever the other site right, is fan, uh, to go DraftKings. And I, yeah, DraftKings. And I think I heard on NPR, which I listen to every morning. Thanks a lot, William James Senior, for putting me on. That's my father, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um. I think I just heard on the radio that Illinois said it's a no-go here, too. Really? Yeah. So, there's that. I said it like I was, like, like <laughs> I had an account and, like, was picking players. Well, to Illinois and certainly Chicago residents, even if you don't have a any skin in that game, it just feels like, really? That's some other, like kind of fun shit that we can't do kind of like how like they're taxing us on Netflix now yeah you know what I mean so I can understand that instant reaction or like why we can't have a fucking all-star game here we can't no why not afraid people get shot I don't know I can't who remember who said that <clears throat> NBA or the city of Chicago I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's an NBA thing or if it's like a Chicago Bulls thing mm. but like 
there's something that blocks Chicago from hosting an NBA All Star game. Interesting. Okay. It's just like some more fun shit that Haters. we can't do. But but somehow we were gonna host the Olympics. Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah. that was gonna be. I had this whole plan when we when for the Olympic bid mm. to like host like hood tours. That's an amazing idea. And like take people on buses like mm-hmm. to Inglewood mm-hmm. and like Harvey. Well, they would have to go out to some of those areas anyway because downtown is already flooded. And I know they got convention centers in McCormick Place and all that, but. You figured they would have to build some kind of new facilities on the south side to. Well, well, yeah, but they was gonna. It was gonna be on like. A, it was gonna be like in Hyde Park. Oh, okay. And for those of you who don't know, <coughs> Hyde Park is like relatively safe. Obama lives there. Jesse Jackson yeah, lives there. Like Hyde Park is not it's even south, really the south side. It is, it is south side, like logistically, but in terms of like. How far the south side yeah. goes? Yeah, yeah. It ain't the hundreds. Yeah, no. One on one. It's not, you know. <clears throat> yeah. It's not. It's not that south side. Yeah. That's, Matter of fact, you want to hear something funny? That's UFC. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? So I'm sure you get this a lot. Um, like people, like out of towners, like, oh, what part of the city are you from? Um, so like, whenever I'm in New York, people ask me where I'm from. Oh, you from the south side? Huh? Oh my god. Also have a lot of people experience a lot of people who um, who because they have moved to Chicago, they're not originally from here. They like claim Chicago as their home, which is great. You know what I mean? You right, right. you like where I'm from? I love that. Uh, but it's one guy I was talking to the other day at this uh, you know industry function. I'll say I, I'm keeping it anonymous just to keep the person. Uh, their identity and their ego safe. Long story short, this whole time he's been telling me over the last year, like, oh, I'm from Chicago, I'm from Chicago. I was like, oh, okay, bet. So we here at this industry function, I'm like, yo, man, how's it feel to be home? Right. Oh, it feels great. And he asked me, he said, where you from? I said, I'm from the South Side. <clears throat> he said, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, Hyde Park or, I said, no, I'm further south. From 101st, Wild Hunters, Roseland. Like, that's where my family is right now. He's like, oh. And every time I said something different, he's like, uh, oh. So I said, I'm from 101st. He said, oh. Roseland, oh. Wild Hunters, oh. <laughs> and otherwise, like, you're from, like, the South Side. Uh, and then that's when he came clean. He's like, yeah, you know, my I have family, like, in Wilmette and... Wheaton. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> but that happens to me all the time. Like when people find out like I'm actually from the city. One more soapbox thing. A very good friend of mine who I used to uh, date. Well, we're not great friends anymore, but we're cool. Uh, Are you friends with her? We'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, she is not black. And she is not from Chicago, the city. She would always, what would always piss me off is when I would go come downtown to meet her, she would always say, are you coming to the city? I live in the city, damn it. Right. I'm from, I'm from the South Side. So I guess my current soapbox is like, I hate it when people think that anything outside of downtown is not the city of Chicago. Sure. Like when people come around, I always show them like, this is the South Side, it's huge as hell. We right. are still in Chicago, this is not a suburb. Right. Um, but yeah, that pisses me off. 
Yeah, that's just like um, the the first question I ask when somebody says they're from Chicago is what high school did you go to? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that is the telltale sign. Well. <clears throat> Again, we're a special case because we went to Jones, and Jones is kind of well. No, but still, like there's a there are very few people that are from Chicago that went to Lake Forest. Oh yeah, for sure. Or you know that mm-hmm. went to these like you know there's not private schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suburban like, schools. Yeah. For the most part, if you're from the, if you're in the city, I mean, you went to mm-hmm. whatever. I actually got into an interesting conversation with some people. That aren't from Chicago, that know some people from Chicago that went to Whitney Young and De La Salle. Okay. And I said, those are the same people. <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> if you. It, it, it's not like. You know some people went to Northside Prep and Simeon, right? Or like CVS. No, you know, you know, you know the same people. <laughs> Whereas Whitney Young is, and and then this is this is the beef they had with me mm. because I went to Jones, right, right. And then if you look at this list, mm. right, you know Jones is like <clears throat> like Whitney Young and Jones are like three and four, right, two right. and three or yeah. some shit. And academic performance, yeah, yeah. Um. And then like De La Salle is a uh, it's it's a good it's a Catholic school, but it has a like strong like sport focus. Right. So like a lot of it attracts a lot of athletes. Right. Like, right. But you still have to be. It's not like it's not like a school where an athlete can go to and not still be smart. Like you still have to exhibit some kind of athletic some kind of like uh, academic prowess. Right. 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 So and and I, I I don't think it's a pub like you have to pay to go there too so that that puts your family in a certain like a certain economic place as well absolutely so like when I say that those are like similar people or those are like the same people like you're not you're not really exposing yourself to people of different um you know whereas like you're you're not exposing yourself to people at different levels. Mm. You're kind of seeing people from basically a similar background, yeah. Whose parents are possibly similar in, in thought and like economic background for as sure, well. for sure. So like, um, but then like the Jones is a is a public school, and Whitney Young is a public school too. It, it is. But somehow Whitney Young has this like, like. Kids want to go to Whitney Young for sure. When we were when we were in seventh and eighth grade, mm. kids weren't talking about going to Jones. Oh no, no, no. Well, that's because like we went to Jones at a time when it was just switching over to being like a college prep school. Sure. Um, so that there's that, and then most people knew Jones as Jones Commercial, which was like a trade school. Right, right. So it was like the running joke was like. The only reason why men would go there is if they wanted to, like, learn how to be, like, secretaries sure. or something. Um, yeah, I mean, so there was that whole thing. And, yeah, Jones was just really under the radar until we came through and made it what it is. And yeah, they promised us a damn Olympic-sized pool and new shit that we never got to see. That shit is crazy now. Yeah. It's like a hospital, though. But, but like, it, like, like, Jones was never on, like, the party pluggers. Oh no! <laughs> like Jones was not a cool school. No. Like whereas Whitney Young, Whitney Young was like a 
well, well, cool, yeah. athletic, smart public school. Yeah, it's, it's location too because they're kind of right on the edge of like the west side too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in addition to being like a dope, like top, like academic performing school, they also had an element of like, you know, motherfuckers who you might want to like kick it with because they're oh, going to the, the mic side. for me, please. Uh, yes, sir. Sorry. 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 Sorry no, it's okay. It's okay. I just have to play. I have so many hats right now. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It was just like this whole conversation about um, uh, different high schools and like what they embody and like the people that come from those high schools mm-hmm. and like attitudes and personalities mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, Is that broccoli? No. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Sorry. Relax, man. <laughs> um, so we were just talking about Reggie Miller, which is a good segue into this. Uh, something I actually did agree with him about that he said recently. Okay. So Kobe, our guy. Kobe, the mamba. Let's take a moment for mamba. <laughs> So Kobe uh, said that so he recently somebody asked him who were some of his toughest covers. Right, right, right. And he said Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. Can I hold up there? Was he asked about the toughest covers or just toughest like matchups? Um, Even though like some people say it's the same thing, right. That's what I, I, was I, I, I would I would say that if it, if the word was matchups, then it's just like you know people who like you just stepped on the court and you had to go against them. Well, when does he cover Hakeem Olajuwon? Well, but that's what I mean. It's like if he's just thinking about it in terms of matchups, like guys who were just a problem on the court for okay. his team or whatever. Okay. Then I'd be like, okay, I got you. But I don't know. Maybe there's some tape of Kobe on Hakeem. Like Kobe would stick like. Most of the good players on the team. So maybe like there was a pick and roll switch a couple times. He had to like, yo, let's go, King. Well, like you find Joe Kim Noah like on point guards all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, but how many years were they even in the league together like that? A few. I don't know. So if you listen to the last podcast, somebody tried to feed me some stat about. Kobe Bryant being the only player to oh, yeah, like have played that. multiple generations. And yeah. then you heard me bust yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was interested because, uh, like I said, Reggie Miller said something that I agreed with. And he was like, he's surprised that um, Tracy McGrady wasn't on the list. Yeah. He was surprised that, um, who else did he say? He definitely said Tracy McGrady, which was a good one. I can't remember who else. But why wasn't Paul Pierce on the list? Because Paul Pierce is slow. Yeah, but and Paul, Paul Pierce. And Kobe most of his life was, like, athletic and, like, a smart defender. So, I mean, yeah, Paul Pierce is crafty. But, like, if he's talking about, like, the, the hardest, like, matchups or whatever the word is, like, I, don't, I wouldn't even have thought of Paul Pierce. Who do you think of? The only surprise on that list was Clyde Drexler, just because I kind of forgot that Kobe and Clyde were in the same. Were they? Round. Yeah, I mean, because when, when, when Clyde was on the Rockets, this is like, okay. Give me somebody after he changed his number to twenty-four. After he changed the number to twenty-four. Yes. 
Because I mean, that's, Drexler, recent. that's like six years ago. Give me somebody. Because Clyde He's been Drexler for, for twenty years. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying, give me some, even in those twenty years. You're saying Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. Like the years, the years that they overlapped are like not a lot. Okay. So maybe, like, give me some. Okay, maybe like five. Okay, so let's say they said he's played twenty years. Right. So those that was probably the first five. Right. With Jordan's on the list. Jordan. Um. AI's on the list, but maybe he. AI's find, not on the list. AI maybe, should be wait, on the wait, list. I, well, I don't I think know. Maybe, somebody else. maybe he doesn't find AI. See, this is the thing, right? I know this is going to be a shocker to a lot of folks who went to Jones with me. You're pissing me <laughs> off already. <laughs> but, but um. You know, when I who you know, I'm kind of known as like, you know, young Tony Rotman. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm definitely a defensive stopper. What is the Got Tony part for? Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Okay. Yeah. You said Tony Rodman. Grabbing undersized guy, grabbing all the rebounds, guard the one through five spot, like in the leagues that I play in in New York and with the guys I run with in New York. No, this is true. These are facts. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Shout out listening. to Reebok. Very elite gym, by Reebok? the way. That's the gym. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if that's your shoe sponsor, my nigga, <laughs> you get no, no plug. But also, in short, it's like there are guys will like, you see that like, they're incredibly efficient, proficient, and effective scorers. But depending on what your personal skill set is and what your personal athletic ability is, you may have an easier time defending those guys, especially if you're a smart defender. You have an easier time just not allowing that guy to get to his spot, knowing certain situations where he's uncomfortable. If you just deny the guy the ball, like even like at half court or even sometimes at full court, you understand like he's probably not going to go as hard. He's going to defer to other people. So the point is, is that just because a guy is an incredible scorer, that doesn't mean that he's going to have that same level of success uh, against certain defenders. So yeah, while AI was great, maybe Kobe already knows intellectually, like, yo, I'm already taller than AI, so I don't have to get right up on him because like, if he hits me with a quick step, I still got the length and the reach to, to reach around him. So that may not have been – I'm not saying AI was easy money for Kobe, but if he's thinking about like his top five – Give me somebody that should be on the list. Should be that's not – I mean, I don't know. I'm not Kobe. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're asking me, like, who are, like, the coldest, like, offensive players that he's faced. But that doesn't, to me, necessarily mean that those are the toughest matchups for him. You understand? Okay. Give me, give me what I'm asking for. What are you asking for? I'm asking for the first one. The coldest offensive players that he's shared to the court with? Um, LeBron. Oh. Kevin Durant. Uh, right now, even like a couple of years ago, Steph Curry's and no, off, no. offensively, absolutely. I'm Absol- not talking about. This is way Absol- too current. This is way no, too no, current. I, you, we just talking about. I need somebody. Here. No, I need somebody. Jordan, 2000 to 2000. Jordan, T Mac, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson. Um, Clyde Drexler was still getting buckets when Kobe got to the Lakers. Um, if that's the case, I would have felt, we felt better if you had said Scottie Pippen, because at least Scottie Pippen played him in the finals. Sure, with Portland. Sure. Why isn't Rip Hamilton or Chauncey Billups on this list? Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups 
great players. Really, 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 really great basketball players. Be Kobe and Shaq in the finals. No, they benefited from just a very strong team. But that doesn't necessarily mean that individually – Kobe's on the side like, shit, how do I lock up Chauncey Billups? That's like, very true. Rip, Rip Hamilton's running around a million and three screens. Like, so that's that was his game. Like, that's true. And I'm really just upset because you're not, like, helping me make my end point. <laughs> sorry. My end point is actually to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> because I looked up. So I looked up. So, okay. So first thing I did was I Googled, like, you know, players' best games against Kobe. Okay. Or players who got the best of Kobe. Mm. Or Carmelo, sh- by the way, is another name. Yeah. Sure. Right. But, like, there aren't any. Right. And, like, even in these situations where he lost, mm. like, on a personal selfish level, he still very yeah. much won. Like, you know, look, in that Pistons Lakers final, like, Kobe and Shaq. Accounted for like seventy five percent of the points. Like Absolutely. it was nights. It was only a five game series, mm-hmm. and I think when he lost to Boston, it was a quick series like yeah. that too. Yeah. So number one, if he loses, he yeah. loses flat out. Yeah. Like it's not like this long drawn yeah. out thing. It was like I, w- I wasn't supposed to be here in yeah. the first place. <laughs> Absolutely. And that game, the the series with the with uh, the fucking Pistons. Him and Shaq were going back and forth. On nights like Shaq would have twenty nine right. and fifteen yep, rebounds, sure. mm-hmm. and Kobe would have thirty five yeah. and three assists. Absolutely, and like the rest of and they had to the right. Uh, I can't remember who all was on that on that squad on, on the Lakers situation. Yeah, like, Sha- well, yeah, Rick Fox, but, Jack, yeah, Jack yeah, Fisher, yeah. Robert um, Ory. Samaki uh, Walker. No, not no, no, no. Who was? Uh, I can't remember the nigga's name. But um, that wasn't the Powell and Lamar Odom year. That right, was right. against the Celtics. Yeah. But he that year, and like him and Shaq was going back and forth like that. Yep, and they had to. Shaq had like twenty rebounds one game, and that's against Ben Wallace, yep. who was probably the defensive, like the rebound champ that year, defensive yep. player of the year yep. that year. Yeah, and Rasheed Wallace, who's yep. playing a early stretch four position, yep. shooting threes and shit. Absolutely. They, yeah, they just had a stacked team. Meanwhile, the Pistons are like balanced. And, and like, also, it was like one game where Rip went off for like thirty-five points. Yeah. But everybody else was like ten here. And then also years. too, when Kobe is going hard offensively and defensively, because Kobe legit. Like I know people give LeBron that credit. Like oh my god, he guards any position. Eh, kind of not really. Right. He kind of, especially people giving LeBron that credit when they played the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Whenever that last time with Derrick Rose was a yeah. part of it. Like look at LeBron on Derrick Rose. He was on Derrick Rose for the last half of the game there was another series when like he played uh kobe and he was like guarding like kobe for like the last quarter whereas and that, not to take anything away from lebron he's a really good defender he's a better help defender which sure. is why he gets a lot of these like late blocks and shit but to make the, the point like kobe is legit like guarding the toughest matchup from quarter one through the final quarter. Yeah. And like in a series like that with Detroit, he has to go hard for 30 or 40, guard whoever the biggest matchup, like chase Rip Hamilton around screens. Right. And Rip Hamilton really doesn't have to guard Kobe. Right, right. He doesn't have to expend all of his effort to stop Kobe. That's like, oh, that's what Tayshawn Prince is for. So I mean, so, and, it, so it's hard because like as an offensive player, sometimes your best offense is to Excuse me. Sometimes your best defense is to break the guy down on offense, right. so he always is tired and working. 
But if the guy who's guarding you is not, if he's only there to be an offensive player, I mean, excuse me, a defensive player, then that is more work for somebody like Kobe. Like a lot of times in the leagues I play in or just regular pickup, if I see that I'm not like the number one or two option, I'll tell the, the number one option, I'll be like, yo, let me guard him. You save your energy so you can get buckets. And Detroit was able to do that. So long story short, Kobe, even in that, like doesn't get the respect he deserves as an incredible offensive player. And not just a really good defensive player, but a guy who from quarter one to four is guarding the toughest matchup possible. It's not it's only a handful of guys that have done that in the history of the league. Him, Larry, Mike. Scotty had always you know, brought it on defense, but like, yeah, it's Kobe. It's gonna be sad when he leaves. Man. I've heard some arguments about people from Chicago kind of uh, inflating the Scotty Pippen no, man, defensive man. player thing. People, no, not a, not enough. First of all, I feel like not enough people from Chicago are on the Scotty Pippen bandwagon. Um, but the reality is, is that. Scotty could do his thing offensively. He could easily, on a team by himself, which he did, give you 20-something points a game. But I don't think people have a great appreciation for the, the toll it takes on your body to be committed defensively as a small forward, guarding the best guys in the history of the game. Um, yeah, Scotty was invaluable. Who did Scotty shut down? Shut down? Yeah. I mean... I can't tell you off the top of my head. I'm sure he shut some guys down. But even as a defensive player, even if you're limiting a guy like – it's not even just about he's not getting 20 points or 30 points. Your job as a defender, if you're guarding a guy who's getting 20 or 30, your job is to make him have that be the hardest 20 or 30 that he's ever scored. So even if a guy – because, like, you see, like, guys will shoot 20 shots. And just off the virtue of them shooting 20, 25 shots, they still get buckets. You know what I mean? So even if a guy gets 30 points, I want to see how he got those 30. Was it an easy 30? Did he have to earn it at the line? Uh, was he shooting like 30% from the field? You know what I mean? So like, even if he's not shutting guys down on a regular basis, he still made guys' lives a living hell defensively. He's one of the best one-on-one defenders of all time, without question. I don't know. I, that's how I feel. Uh, one, of, one of the best defensive players of all time. And we just don't value defense. Might have to look up some stats, man. I implore you to check out those years he was with Houston. They were not good. Okay, but again, like the sh- his shelf life was shorter too, just because he did real ex- good with he did real good with, with uh Portland. But Portland had a squad. Yeah, I mean, but he earned that. He earned the right to play like with a squad like that. Like he was doing what Kobe should have been doing. Kobe should have been balling like with Steph Curry and Chris Paul or whoever in the twilight of his career. You know what I mean? Like, he earned that. Like, there's a reason. Like, he had serious, like, back injuries towards the end of his career, just like Larry Bird. That shit takes a toll, so. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. I got love for you, Scotty. One of the 30 greatest players of all time. I'll leave it at that. What? Yes, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, because this has been way too much sports talk, and <laughs> and you're between one of between, the thirty greatest between Scotty being one of the thirty greatest and Common being in your top ten, definitely top twenty. But yeah, he's in my top ten for sure. Scotty's one of the thirty greatest players. You can't find you cannot find twenty nine. 
players who play both sides of the ball better than Scottie Pippen. You can't give me 29. Especially not like wing players. Like it's easier for centers like, you know, Bill Russell or Shaq like to get like a 20 and like three, four blocks. Okay. There it is. What you say, Paul? I know Paul Vincent out there listening. Uh, I'm sure Paul agrees with me wholeheartedly. You think Paul listens to the Rojo show? I'm sure he does. I hope when so. he has time. I hope so. He's working hard, I think, driving a car yeah. or something. You know what Podcast I mean? would be perfect, man. Absolutely. Driving out in traffic, you know? Anyway, shouts out to Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah, really three the really top thirty. Top thirty. Maybe we will have to have you have to have like a special episode just about maybe ball. Some, ball is life on some Bill Simmons type shit. <laughs> um, interesting thing happened to me the other night. Me and Chief went out. Shouts out to Chief. Chief definitely listens to the Royal Show. Oh, uh, Chief. That's Jeremy. If y'all don't know his nickname, um, Jeremy Harris, my homie. So me and him went out, get a drink for the birthday because he was out of town uh, on the on last weekend. And we're in there, jiggy, getting loose. Um, getting loose. This, you know, drinking. Mm-hmm. Sorry, whatever. Um, and this chick walks by that I used to work with at... Uh, this uh, uh, BCBG, is it BCBG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Asian chick, whatever. So I say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Okay. And then she, you know, as I'm sure you know, when you recognize a woman in public, if she doesn't immediately recognize you, she assumes that you're trying to hop down. She assumes that you're trying to holler at her. Okay. So she kind of like was trying to like curb me. Right, right, yeah, yeah. She's kind of some, oh, hey, hey, yeah, hey. And I was just like, okay, wait, like, stop. I'm not trying to holler at you. <laughs> we used to work together. Right. But it's cool. Just have a good night, whatever. So then, like, 10 minutes later, she comes back and she was like, oh my gosh, I do remember you. You used to work with such and such at wherever, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she was like, oh my gosh, I just didn't think that you would recognize me and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that, like, since I saw her, like, she's had a baby and, like, she already, you know, she kind of wears a lot of, you know, she wears a lot of makeup, you know. So right. these are things that generally implied. And insecurity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she obviously thinks that she gained a lot of weight after the pregnancy sure. or looks different or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every, I think, a lo- not everybody, there's definitely a few people who are dreadful of, oh, man, I hope I don't see nobody I know today or right, right. this month. You know, sure, it's been sure, kind sure. of rough, so I understand. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I'm just speaking to, specifically to, like, like, I don't know. I could never know what it's like to be a woman in very period. For sure. But in the specific circumstance of like just people approaching you with like neutral conversation, like just automatically assuming that that's somebody trying to like get your number or like fuck you or like be your man. Yeah. Um, I think this would Do be- you have that as a beautiful person? <laughs> As a beautiful well, person, I was waiting like, for you, you to ask. You know, like, do you just walk up and just say things in, norm, in your normal voice? Like, you know, <laughs> I'd like a chai latte with no cream, and then just have bitches just melt, and you just be like, "Wait, I didn't mean to do that." Like, I'm just—I was just trying to order my coffee. No, 
No, people. I'm just nice to people, and that's why. I think. Why aren't women just nice to people? Like, why, <laughs> why do they assume that well, you're like you're on some like creep shit? I think this would be a great opportunity for you to plug the the Rojo Show email, and if people don't want to email you, then they should definitely hit you up in the comment section, especially ladies, and tell us like what the deal is from their perspective because. I'll say it like this. It, there's, I don't think there's any excuse for anybody to be rude to somebody. If you're just saying, hey, how are you? What's up? I know you. Or I don't know you, but can I get to know you? Like, I don't think you should be instantly rude when it comes to that. Sure. And this is going to pain me to say it. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen too, like guys being like complete jerks to women when they first approach them. Sure. And being really obnoxious. Definitely. Again, I don't want to be punished for what some uh, somebody else may have done. Previous cats. Right, come on now. Previous cats. <laughs> Tell about these previous cats. I'm not to blame for the pain. I knew he was going to get so excited. Highly, highly underrated cake music as well. Just want to throw that out there. Especially those first two albums. Those two specifically, there are some gems that are like very like moistening. He's talking about Music Soul Child, by the way, folks. Very who's just, also sometimes known as The Hustle, who's also sometimes known as Purple Wonder Love. We're not talking about that shit. Purple Wonder Love is dope, by the way. The, but, but anyway, point right, is... Point is... Point is, is that... I don't know. I understand why your defense would be up. If, depending on where you go people kind of come at you sideways again sure. it's it's effed up we gotta pay for that um like the you remember the the video that old girl in new york shot where yeah. she was walking down the street and people were saying hey what's up and she was intentionally being rude and she was like demonstrating that like as some form of like sexism i thought that was bullshit i thought th- i think she is bullshit yeah um but I've been in New York and other places where I see guys like be like crazy. And by the way, let's take this stereotype out of there. Not just black guys, you know, and not just Latino guys, <laughs> and not just Hispanic guys. The right? Rojo Show has yeah. a high Latino consistency, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we love the Jews here. See, so <laughs> <laughs> so grab your bullshit, no. okay? Continue. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That tap dance. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I've just seen situations where it's like, man, like y'all are fucking it up for the rest of us man. by being so obnoxious, by being so ridiculous. But, but having said that, if yes. somebody in the moment is just saying, hey, what's up? How are you today? What's going on? I think I know you. Yeah. Aren't you that girl from blah, blah, blah? If you really are in a rush and got somewhere to go, then go where you need to go. Say, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. God bless you. Peace out. But you don't have to be like, I don't know, looking like I'm an axe murderer or right. something. If I, like, oh, if I you think know I, me? If I literally think I know you from somewhere. Yeah, because I just don't be walking up on bitches saying, what's up? You know, I'm very selective <laughs> in my speaking. <laughs> I don't just be speaking to everybody. Yeah, And it's also, again, not to go into too many tangents, but it's like, it also just speaks to how uncomfortable as a society we are just to speak and relate to each other. Like, 
There was a point where I thought that like Tinder or whatever the thing is uh-huh. that people use to find people. There was a point where I thought like, oh, that's gonna fail. But like, we're in a time now where like, like it's okay for that to be the main way that people meet each other. Whereas like ten or twelve years ago, if you told somebody like, yo, I met a girl on Black Planet, like motherfuckers would like laugh at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I met a girl like off. Facebook or Twitter, like you never met this person, but we are so comfortable now with not even having to deal with actual human beings, especially like on an intimate friendship or romantic level that like we don't know how to react when somebody's just in the street like, hey, what's up? How are you? I have no agenda. Just want to say what's up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do Tinder. It, uh... (laughs) I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you are, but a lot of people like it's it's not like a yeah. taboo thing anymore. I don't have a tender face. Like not that I'm <laughs> ugly, but like I just don't like. Uh, people, you feel like people need. I don't to come exp- across. People need to have the whole experience. Exactly. Like people need to like. Yeah. It's like if you saw if like it's like if you watched Inception. But, like, you only heard the audio. Like, you had no visual. Mm-hmm. Or, like, these bastards who were judging Chirac and only seen the trailer. Right. <laughs> Is that what we want to get into? No, I, don't know. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you want to do a special No, no, no. no. Like, we uh, can talk about it. I don't it know because if you want to do part one. And I've seen here, it. Let's do I've part seen two. It like, I don't I've, know. S- I've seen it now. Okay. You, you, I mean, we rolling. You want we to part two? Like what? You, what you? No, want to do? this okay. is the Rojo show. Okay. This oh, is shit. you know the. This I, is the the uh, straight no chase, no filter. This is the new, uh, Christmas Eve edition. Wow. Okay. So people, you're, gonna get, you're gonna get a people of two hours. People will listen to this mm. while they Heavy. deck the halls, mm. or and while they baste hams, deck, deck someone else. Do you? Well, how much time do you have? I got all the time in the world. Oh. I, just, I wasn't sure if you wanted to. I mean, you know, we're not going to go for three hours. I'm not sure if you wanted to get the people like some, some sponsorship, you know, situations and come back. You I know don't have I mean? any sponsors. Yeah, you do. Who? You, you yourself and I. Oh. Sponsored to you by a proactive black man, one of the original hipsters before it was actually a word. Well, Still rocking the dog tag and the, and the, the classy... Frames was natural before it was a movement in the 2000s. This has been brought to you by Jared Adam Lathan. I can cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can really cry. Right now. It's just, it's just, sponsored by us. This is FUBU, motherfucker. Like, feels, we don't need nobody. It, it feels great to have someone say things that you get tired of saying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't be that way. <laughs> Hilarious. But, you know. Thank you, William. Yo, that's what it is. Who else brought to you also by who? William James? No, no, I'm I'm just I'm I'm a citizen. Like how Sway has a citizen. Oh, brought to you by Deborah Latham? Did you say you're my Deborah Deborah or is it Deborah? She says Deborah. <laughs> she gets fancy. That's party girl mom. She says Deborah. Brought to you by Deborah and James. You know what I mean? Who, yeah. who created this, you know, what we got going on right here. Touche. Who is brought to you by? This has also been brought to you by 20-something years or 30 years of pain and black living in Chicago. Brought to you by Mayor Daly and years of segregation and gentrification and redlining. Literally and figuratively. What else has been brought to you by? 
Obama. Like, I just keep going on. <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> Clinton. The, the line of fucked up leadership that has uh, molded the, the space I've lived in. Yes. We've lived in. The world has lived in. Yeah, thank you to our sponsors. And now back to the Rojo Show. So, yeah. Um, Chirac. Chirac. Um, and pray for my city. And pray for my city. The intro song was wrong. The intro sequence. Nick Cannon goes in. He did. He did his thing. <laughs> what up, Nick? He, yeah, he did good. <laughs> um, the movie wasn't nearly as as like quote like exploitive as I thought it would be based on the way people were reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Like I expected him to have like you know like. Um, Chicago niggas in there tap dancing or like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I expected it to be a lot worse. There were definitely some parts in it that I felt were a little exaggerated to like almost a, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like, uh, that I was, it was offensive, but there were definitely some parts that I thought were like a little, uh, I guess satirical would be the word for it, you know. Well, it was a satire, right? You know, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, I feel like all the issues I had with it, I was somewhat supposed to have with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the whole, you know, Father Flager speech. Like, it got a little, you know, yeah. but I guess that's what it was supposed to be to yeah. a certain. And again, extent. I don't know. Like, I mean, him and John, he's worked with John Cusack before, so I don't know if that was one of those situations where it was like. This is what you're saying for five minutes, or he just right, set up right. the camera, let the video run, and he just was improving, and he just wanted to capture that magic. So. Yeah. Which, if that was the case, then it's like you know, it was just an artist just being in the moment, and maybe it went too far. But I thought it was cool. Yeah. Excuse me. And then, I mean, um, you know, Samuel Jackson's character was a little, you know, but I guess it was supposed to be like everything. Yeah, like guess- everybody's got an uncle. Well, not everybody, but, you know, the only reason why I don't think Samuel Jackson's character wasn't buffoonish or anything is because he's a real person. He was talking like how some people talk, not just in the cussing, but like in the anime, like, motherfucker, like, you know, so that was like based off of something real, I felt. Sure. And something kind of sort of real inside of Samuel L. So, um, so yeah, again, I got a friend. Amber, shout out to Amber, incredible dancer. Um, tell her about the Rojo show. I, I think I'm. Go- I think side show. note. I think this. I think having you on here is gonna like bring Add a whole one and a half <laughs> person <a whole> new, <laughs> uh, demographic to the Rojo. You're gonna show. get one and a half extra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna t- tell you later, but this is definitely. But, Anyway, right. Shout, shout out to Amber. Amber. Also, by the way, I really think that the Chirac thing, because people feel so passionate about it, I definitely think you should just have a special 30, 40 minute something outside of just talking about the movie. Okay. I think that would be dope. I think the people really want that. Okay. Because um, I talk to the people and they say, like, yo, tell Jared this is what we want to hear. So, a segment is, separate just yeah, about Chirac. Yeah, just that. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, it's, it's hot in these streets. Do you want a guest on? Do you want to be on that one? Oh, of course. Okay, if I'm cool, invited. Cool. But anyway, 
Amber said something so beautiful. What she said? When I was Deidre, my my lovely girlfriend, and I were having <laughs> we, we were having dinner with Amber, and we were talking about the movie. And Amber says, "You know, I just feel like people don't read the instructions. Like if you read the instructions." You understand what's going on. And in this sense, reading the instructions means that, yes, on paper, a black man shouting and cursing and motherfuck this and motherfuck that could be perceived as a little stereotypical. But again, if you understand the context, if you've been to family reunions and barbecues and places where people talk like this, then you understand, like, no, that's not a stereotype. That's real shit. This is just real shit. And this is the particular vehicle that Spike is using to narrate this particular situation. Right. So, again, I didn't feel like it was... I didn't feel like that was stereotypical. Again, people not reading the instructions. I people mean, people like, oh, it's... A, I heard Rhymefest uh, <laughs> on uh, Sway said, um, yeah, you know, and Sp- Spike is calling this a satire, which is just a really fancy word for comedy. It's like, no, not like that's not necessarily true. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like a satire doesn't have to be comedic, and it doesn't. And just because it's comedy, it doesn't mean that it's making fun of something. You can laugh at something without it being making fun of something. So, um, but I, so again, people not reading the instructions. You know, I did think that. This, the term satire did imply that it would be like biting. Most of most of the time it is because when we think of satire, we think of or at least I think of like John Stewart and The Daily Show. I was gonna say Saturday like, Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? You normally think of something where it's making fun of something, right? Um, but this was not that kind of satire. I didn't think so either. Uh, well, a little bit. I think it made fun of stuff a little bit. It didn't make fun of or it. Was, it, didn't make, it, was, it didn't make fun of anything serious. Like, that shouldn't have been made fun of. No. I mean... It like, was, it made fun of, like, you know, corny-ass politicians and mayors yeah. who are more concerned with appearing to be down than they really are down. Uh, so, it definitely made fun of that. Um it made fun of some other situations, but it didn't make fun of people getting killed. No, no, no. I, I thought it was also somewhat like melodramatic, and I thought mm. that kind of added to like. Yeah. I thought that kind of added to the satirical quality. Of yeah. It. I don't know. I thought I, I thought it was decent. I, I think it's I an incredible it piece of art. It took a lot of bravery for Spike to. Yeah, I saw you in your Spike that. Lee T-shirt. <laughs> you on the payroll? <laughs> Is it? He's got you no, on the roll. No. no. Oh shit! Never mind. <laughs> You're not trying to offend your political connects. <laughs> no. As of Sunday, well, last last Sunday, the top thirteen Rojo show cities. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I love these breakdowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is in order. Wow. This is in order as of last Sunday. Please tell me Today Chicago's is Thursday. One. We're late. Please tell me Chicago's number Chicago one. Chicago is not number one. Oh, wow. That's either a bad thing or a great thing. Chicago is probably number one now. Okay. But that's as of Sunday, Chicago is actually number 13. Ooh. Let me tell you the cities that came before Chicago. Wow. Number one at the time was BK Book Mom. Wow, Boogie Down. Oh no, that's the Bronx. Sorry. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lived in Brooklyn, so. Oh, okay. Shouts out. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out. What up, Best Eye? What up, No Strand? A Train? Can you? Still, I see you. Can you still shout out Fort Greene, or is like Fort Greene like officially like? No, it's, I mean you can, but <laughs> it's 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 getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. Damn. I'm glad I Best Stuy isn't do or die anymore. Like I lived in Best Stuy. Like it's 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 not sweet over there, but Best Stuy, you know, it's it's they also There's a stark difference I bet in New York even from when I was there last. Oh, for sure, yeah. Whenever I leave New York even for 2-3 months, I come back and this is not an exaggeration, everything is like different. Whole blocks are different. Brooklyn was first. Mm. Austin, Texas was second. Wow. Shouts out to E. Also, rewind to Brooklyn. Was a shout out to Monica Melvin and all the folks she's putting on out there, right? I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I don't really know why else Brooklyn would be first. Yeah, I'm sure she's out there waving the the Rojo flag. I hope so. I hope so. I never want to assume people listen to this yeah, shit. Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's really aside from this episode, it's like <laughs> this episode and the last episode you were on is really just like twenty-seven episodes of me just talking to myself. <laughs> right. So I don't know how many people that appeals to. So far, it's consistently appealing to about thirty to forty people. Mm, okay. So I, if all those thirty or forty people let's, tell somebody, let's try to get that to a hundred. We'll by, be on by, by February. Let's get that to a hundred consistent by February. by February. I like that. That's an assignment for the people and for you, bro. I like that. I like yeah. That. Um, so we had uh, BK, uh, Austin, Houston, E. Mm. What up, E? Um, Papa Bear got a, a big fan. Brittany. Brittany is a big fan. All right, Shout Brittany. out to Brittany. Mm. Um, I think that's all I really got into. It's got to be more people than that, though. Houston? It's not a lot of Texas people. H-Town. H-Town. That's like my attempt at like some chopped and screwed. It's all right. Like, I don't know, whatever. Um, they forgive you. Gig Harbor, Washington. What up, Washington? Like- Morales, Mexico. Morales. Getting international. <laughs> I think I got a homie that. Now, are these people really there, or is like somebody's like internet server like on? No, I think these people are really out there (laughs) because I usually like like. I mean, there's there's real people in Texas for sure. Morales, Mexico. If you're listening, please shout yourself out. Comment, say what's up. Gemert, Netherlands. Wow. I want somebody out there doing some kickboxing, some wild (laughs) shit. San Antonio, Tacoma, Ashburn, VA. Rio de Janeiro, oh my God. Brazil, Brazil, Carnival. Like my man Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel, this is Brazil. <laughs> I hate that. That's my reference for Brazil. I'm sure they hate that too. Shouts out to my man Eddie Gordo, Tekken Two. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, mm-hmm. killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chicago. Chicago is number thirteen. Wow. Okay. Chicago is number one now. Okay, but. As of Sunday, wow. so like my Thursday to Sunday traffic, boom, that was what it was looking International like. International Row, I told I try. you so. I try. Okay. That's what's up. Thanks to everybody that listens, and I hope you keep listening. And like I said, you're not a fan if you're not sharing. Mm. Couple more topics just to get out of here. Mm. Um, Will, would you say you date natural girls? And and what is a natural girl? Well, you. Okay, um, I guess when I first think of natural, I think of, I guess being black people, we just think of hair, right? Sure. So, I have not dated exclusively natural women, mm-hmm. 
currently I'm blessed to be now. Okay. But that's no disrespect to anyone who isn't. But, you know, Lauren Hill, look at what you be in. Heroes by European, Europeans. Europeans, fake nails done by Koreans. Fake nails are by the Please yeah. come again. Yeah. Um, go out the revolving door, you know, fix it up. Come back in. Come again, please. But you, I mean, but also by the same token, you know, you got outcasts. Uh, every nigga with braids ain't for the fall. No, and every sure. nigga with gold, or every nigga with gold ain't for the fall, and every nigga with braids ain't for the cause. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, no, you should, you definitely shouldn't stereotype. I mean, there's a lot of my whole thing about the hair is that as long, I just wish that everybody had some some uh, level of pride. You know what I mean? It's just like you said. Like, just because you're natural doesn't mean that you have a level of self-awareness. Sure. Uh, and just because you're not natural doesn't mean that you don't. Um, so the important thing for me is is just the context behind it. As long as you love yourself and you love your people, um, then I feel like that will manifest itself in how you take care of yourself, whether it's a weave or whether it's not. A lot of women... Um, are throwing the weave in their hair, which is I'm not disrespecting, but a lot of them are doing it because they assume that it makes them either appear to be more beautiful, number one, mm-hmm. which is not true. You look just as beautiful with your regular hair. Just have somebody help you figure it out. Sure. And some women put the weave or waves on their hair because they feel like it makes them look safer, you know, and more palatable to other cultures sure. mind you also this needs to be said there are a whole lot of white folks wearing weaves definitely you know what I mean and that doesn't get the uh, you know the shine that it should because it's been made into like just this black thing um but yeah so again like I don't discriminate in terms of thinking somebody is better or worse because they have weave or they don't again for me it's about context just like with interracial dating like if somebody's dating a white person because that's just the person they just so happen to fall in love with or an Asian or Hispanic whatever that's cool but like if you're on that shit because you think that somehow that those people that people who aren't your race are somehow better or holier or you know, more beautiful than your own race, then I have a problem with that. So if it's just on some natural shit, then that's cool. But if you're doing it on some sucker shit to appeal to white people or to because you hate your own, then I don't have, I, I have no love for those people. So and those feelings translate to the hair game too. How about you? What are your what, are what your about what about women that say it's like a convenience thing? Well, I understand that too because let's keep it real. We live in a society. That is, in, that is of convenience and of that judges the hell out of people. Mm-hmm. Even me as a man talking on this shit, like there's certain steps I want to go through. Like if I'm going to like an audition, uh, depending on what the audition is, I can allow myself to look a certain way. Or there's some times where I'm kind of like, OK, well, you got to play the game. Sure. You know what I mean? And, or just like a job interview. Um, so we live in a society, unfortunately, that still gives you passes or gives you, um, excuse me, that, that rewards an idea of what good appearance looks like. Sure, sure, sure. So I understand uh, when women have that pressure in terms of getting jobs. I also understand that pressure when it comes to convenience. And then you said two things, actually, because mm-hmm. you said not only is there a generalized concept of what, you know, 
what you should look like or right. what good appearance is or what w- well being well groomed is or right. whatever but there's also an aspect of like being in an industry oh yeah for sure for so sure. like if you're yeah. in an industry that is very physical based yeah yeah, yeah. then there's a there's a demand there as well. i mean like thankfully for this generation you know bohemian natural mm. is kind of in mm, so yeah. if you live in spaces where they hiring you based on the fact like you know well do you have a man bun or do you have like sure, a, sure, sure. a big ass James Harden beard right. you may go in there and get the job because of that Sure. now going back to some socioeconomic stuff most black people in Chicago especially don't live in such areas so when no. we go downtown to get a job we have to play the game differently so um so yeah, like it's it's just based on a lot of things, like the job you're trying to get, even like it's sad, but like who you're trying to attract. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially, I think black men can relate to black women more than we realize in this arena. We get judged based off of how we look. Very much so. About how quaffed our hair is, sure. like even with the whole like shaggy, really natural, almost twisted up hair thing is for men now like a la like Derrick Rose before he cut it off and Jimmy Butler all these niggas saw me in the Adidas store <laughs> I'm telling you all these niggas saw me in the Adidas store and was like that's a look I'm just, I'm just putting it out there yeah, sure. but, but even with that like there's even like a uh, there's like a scale of like the how kept it looks sure. yeah, versus yeah. like you just letting it all the way go. Right, right. How curly it is. Yeah, and, and it, to get to the point, like we're judged off of that too when it comes to meeting, you know, women. So yeah. it, it's a. See, I don't really attract a lot of girls that wear weave. Okay. Because I don't, you know, I don't wear true religions. Right. And I have a beard mm. and nappy hair type of thing, and they're mm. really, you generally more into the. And, like, and, and I think it's safe to say if you were James Harden, you would attract more Khloe Kardashian types. Sure, because money is the ultimate. Right, right. Uh, you know, tint on the glasses, so to speak. Definitely. Where shit that people normally wouldn't. F with they said, like, oh my god, he's making money. This is your car, whatever. Oh, okay, cool. I love your hair. Right. Oh my god, I love your beard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, yeah. It's we live in a superficial society, and unfortunately for women, I think they benefit from from that. They that's to their detriment the most. Uh, but hopefully, in it being in their detriment, it looks like we're moving in a direction where women are starting to be like, you know what? I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. Uh, I'm comfortable with having my hair natural. I saw a study. I didn't actually read it, by the way. So, folks, read it yourselves. But it says that the sale of like relaxers yeah, or something yeah, is down, down like drastically. Down. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's a dope sign. So yeah, yeah it's just all about having a sense of awareness. The times I have dated girls that wore weave, it was more of like a. Um, like I like they were trying like a notch like I felt like they was just, like it was like mm-hmm. a uh, <laughs> like it's their version of like, like ooh <laughs> like, it's their version of like big chocolate mandy you don't need pork <laughs> <laughs> ooh I have to bake some chicken <laughs> like you know 
That's mm, interesting. Tell me about your consciousness. That's like, very interesting. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, you know, can you make me a playlist of this music you're listening to? Like, Robert Glasper, bitch? That's hilarious. Like, you can buy album. <laughs> it's hilarious. on iTunes, oh. Like, That's hilarious. Should I burn some incense? Do you do you drink? Do you drink liquor? What, yeah. Well, what about you, like, with your hair? Like, do you feel like a pressure ever to... Um, like an internal pressure to cut it or to have it look a certain like to start doing the whole super tapered thing where it's like um, well, like how, how how is this movement in terms of like hair and hair consciousness or lack thereof how does that affect you or does it not affect well, you <laughs> it's very much it, it affects me in a lot of different ways honestly right. um kind of not like you said earlier like I've been growing my hair like this for a long time for like, sure you know I had an afro in high school for sure. uh, before and after the mohawk mm-hmm. you know, some other shit I threw out there before niggas was doing it for sure um, what is interesting to me is that it's we've still found a way to like uh, hate ourselves mm-hmm. in it all mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like so like I have a decent grade of hair when I put the right leave-in conditioner in or whatever. Like right. it's definitely still maintenance. Right, like, right. It's not just like oh yeah, for sure. You just wake up and it's just like you know, absolutely looks like that. So yeah. it's still work that goes into absolutely. It. So like this whole natural thing being easy and just being like something that you wake up with. It's not absolutely that. yeah. The moment it gets wet and you got somewhere to go, it may not fall right if it's yeah, not dry you know? enough in time. So like, that yeah. So that presents an issue in terms of like my hair doesn't look the same every day yeah for sure so like some days my shit is definitely on point mm-hmm. and then some days it's like you know I feel a little self-conscious about mm-hmm. it but in that is just what it is like right. you know you, that's the struggle of wearing my hair the way it is mm-hmm. um I do know people who have done it because it's a like it's a thing now yeah for sure like people I definitely know people who was like clowning me about my hair who mm. are growing their hair out now mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the 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 trendsetter in me wants to like go against <laughs> all of it and like cut my shit off. Right, for sure. But I have grown accustomed to like what it what it says about me. Absolutely, yeah. Like I have, I and I, this isn't just. I guess I notice it now that I'm 30 or mm-hmm. whatever. I've hit some milestone, but like, like I when I walk into a room, I am put in a definite like category. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. this is the deep brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like when I walk it, like you know, so you know, like when you walk into the gas station in the hood, like mm-hmm. everybody got a nickname yeah, like, off the sure. bat, like for you sure. know. I am officially big brother. No doubt. Or, you know, yeah. black man. You know, sure. I am black man, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. So, like, there's a certain amount of that that I, I really like and right. I, I appreciate. Um, and, like, I've heard people say, you know, like, people that, you know, when I talk about cutting my hair, it's like, you know, why would you do that? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like. Well, I definitely say that to people. Um, also, shout out to Jeff Myers, who doesn't have Facebook and probably doesn't know what SoundCloud is because he's. He's a little older gentleman. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> um, another dancer, homie of mine. Uh, he has, like, dressed his back. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's older. He's been growing it for a while. And he tells me, like, well, I'm thinking about cutting him. I'm like, no, don't cut him. One, because I'm, you know, my hair is kind of thin in certain sure. spots. And, like, so I'm jealous of people who still, like, got it, like, full or whatever. Right, right. Um, and then also, because it's t- 
tougher for me these days to like grow up my hair as fast as it used to. Um, I could definitely relate to people telling you like, no, Jay, don't, yeah. don't cut it, don't cut it. Unless, unless you get to a point where you feel like it doesn't represent what you are at the moment or the vibe that you carry, keep it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's my spiel on the hair mm-hmm. thing. Is weave like makeup? I feel like makeup has like more. Yo, implications. Yo, I, or it what can. Do you mean, what do you mean implications? Well, because makeup can, like, if you really want to get deep on, like, some girls that wear a lot of makeup shit, like, you know, makeup can be a mask. Makeup can be, you know, make them feel like they're transforming into someone else. Mm-hmm. Makeup can be a crutch. Right. Uh, makeup can be a tool. Yeah, yeah. You know, makeup can be used in ways to accentuate or whatever, but yeah. there, there are lots of different ways to take a girl who wears a lot of makeup. Makeup is, and the application of makeup mm-hmm. can be an incredible art form. At the same time, yes. it can be a huge crutch that only enables people's, um, what's the word, uh, in, insecurities. Sure. Um, the makeup game is ridiculous. Because now you have like because like with YouTube and people like having all these tutorials, like you legit like have twelve and thirteen year olds yeah. doing their makeup like adults. Yeah. Like if it wasn't already bad enough that like it's like steroids and all of our chicken and now these now these kids nowadays are like six nine at ten years old. <laughs> if that wasn't bad enough and like the younger girls are even more developed, like at a sooner age. And don't even get me started on New York because they take the train like they, they grow up faster right, than right. kids here do in certain ways because there's no real school bus system for public schools so they're taking a train at six seven years old so again if it wasn't already bad enough that these kids are walking around talking like adults at 16 years old this makeup situation like sometimes you look and you you legit think that it's like a 30 year old right until you see the clear book bag on their back <laughs> and the Texas Instruments calculator jeez you understand so the, I guess my point is like the makeup game again beautiful art form and again like I'm not mad at women who want to you know do that um but the game is so crazy now where it's it's now so pervasive that it's almost like having a natural face has become the new taboo, like with natural hair. Yeah. Natural hair has become like the trendy, like, oh, that's, we with that. Now having a natural face is what having natural hair, like, oh, but my there's God. Even, there's something. even makeup that makes you look like a natural face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. That's happening. And again, and, you know, shouts out to Deidre Halley. Um. Didn't mean to give your government like that, but you're Canadian, so you're safe. <laughs> but, wow. but what a f word! But, but, but <laughs> wow, wow. But not only, you know, she's she's kind of beautiful. <laughs> but because of the nature of what she does for a living as a performer in a you know well-known you know company. Uh, she has to put on makeup every day. And there's sometimes where I don't even notice that she has any on. Sure. And it's sometimes because of the nature of the work she does where you, it's it's apparent. Um, Stage makeup. Yeah, so, I, yeah, absolutely. So I've gotten used to seeing the differences because my mom doesn't wear makeup. My right. mom is very, like, natural and very soft face. She looks like she did when she was, like, 30. 
Um, so I didn't really grow up in a household with a woman like putting on makeup in the mirror every day. But I got to see with Deidre like it's levels. Like you could do it like in a way where it's very subtle. Sure. And you know it can it's an art like in a way. Uh, but again, unfortunately. Because of how accessible makeup and makeup tutorials are now, the whole game is effed up. And, yeah, and, you know, guys are, guys are now putting on makeup on a regular. Guys who are, you know... Straight. Yeah, straight. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, be weird about it. Quote marks. <laughs> straight guys. Yeah. Really good makeup. Yeah, guys are putting on, like, blush and concealer yeah, yeah. and whatever else it is, like... Just to go to the grocery store, go to the gas station. I'm good on that because everybody's looking for the perfect selfie, and Instagram is it, the, the game has changed. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand like the industry aspect to it. Mm. You know, like if you work in it, but like you can't possibly think that you look better in any circumstance. You look better with makeup than your actual face, right? You mean? Like the average person, or, 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 a lot of people or, or, or do. Woman, absolutely, there are a lot of people do because because people are so judgmental and because people have this standard. You know, you can contour lines. So, like, you have people who literally are drawing a different kind of face, like sure. their perfect kind of face. If you didn't like how wide your nose is, there's some shit apparently you can do to make it look different. If you don't like your jaw structure, your, where your cheekbones are, you can make them look fuller. You can make them look that like it's. So, yeah, a lot of people think of it as, like, I have the opportunity to improve on everything I think is a flaw. And they legit have convinced themselves that they, in turn, look better. Hmm. It's like it's like lower-level plastic surgery now for some people. Again, no disrespect to women, you know, who just wear it just because. I mean, we think you're beautiful, but we're just... I'm specifically talking about women, like, who are so involved in it that... The makeup is their identity, and they don't even like uh, their natural selves without it, which I think is a shame. Thoughts on this phrase, this quote, makeup should be the best version of your face. Oh, can you say that again? Makeup Mm -hmm. should be the best version of your face, or makeup is the best version of your face. No, makeup is the version of, that's just your imagination at work in that moment. The best version of your face, it's going to sound corny, is the face you got. Um, Makeup is just a manifestation of whatever imaginings, feelings, or delusions that you're going through in the moment. Isn't there something endearing about like, you know, like, like, okay, that Mary J. Blige cover, right? Where it's just like, it's just her face mm-hmm. and she's supposedly, supposedly <laughs> like she ain't got no makeup on. Right, right. She probably has some makeup on. Right. But like, it's, she woke up like, that, right. It's yeah. like a natural representation of her face. Right. And she's got like the scar and like, you know, like, aren't, isn't that like, like, don't you want to like love that? Don't you want somebody that's going to love that yeah, rather than like what you look like after said amount of time in the bathroom? Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, we are by nature visual people if you're blessed enough to be able to see. And so, you know, people are going to get used to seeing you in a certain way. So if you are going out with, uh, you know, a young man for the women out there or old man, whatever the hell. And he's used to seeing you a certain way. 
please don't wait until like a year or two in right. to show what you really look like. Especially if what you really look like is a drastic difference from the face that you're painting on yourself. What if what you look like is like is bad? Like no, not bad, ba- like, not like, bad, like, like, like bad, like bad, bad mean good. Like like incredible. Like you have a really really nice face. I mean, yeah, rock with it. But like makeup is like like you fucks with makeup, but like your face looks really nice. Um, really nice face. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I, if this is somebody who's not doing it because it's their profession and they just doing it because they really think they look better. Again, that's just again just another sign of just how judgmental our society is, and it's gotten a lot of people to hate themselves and not appreciate the way they look. I guess. It's pretty sad, Jared. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say it's like not an appreciation for how they look, but I don't know. No, like their levels. Sure. Not to like make it run on, but like, again, there, there are people who do it and it's like, yo, I like the way my face looks with blush. Or, again, women are probably laughing because I'm saying the same words and it probably don't even do nothing. Concealer, whatever oh. the hell it is. Come on, man. You got to have your foundation game. <laughs> okay, yeah. They, you got to have your concealer game. Okay, eyeliner. Eyeliner, shadow. Eyelash. That's, that's the other thing. Now it's fake eyelashes on the regular. Now, wait. This fake eyelash shit. Stop. <laughs> I feel like bitches are getting them out of like... Like, I feel like bitches are finding them... On the way out of uh, jewels, yeah, yeah, and sure. like the little thing where you put the quarters <laughs> in and you turn it, and the little ball pops out. <laughs> or even worse, it's like in the little basket, like with the the Reese's that are like on clearance because they've terrible. been there for two years. Ter- and then they don't be on right, and then they be sleeping in them. With this is this the thing, women, women, and, and let me be fair, so nobody's saying that I'm sexist. James Williams. Don't stop, 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 stop. But no, bitch from Huffington Post who like, please don't comment on uh, my yeah, appearance. Yeah, yeah. I don't need Listen, you to comment on my appearance. This world is a better place when we hold each other accountable and we love each other. So men, you see each other in the street like not being correct, not, you know, Conducting yourself accordingly. Yeah. I don't care about the pants hacking so much, but you see these brothers with it like around their kneecaps. Let's let's say something. Let's not be scared of each other. You know, men, we definitely gotta hold each other accountable on how we talk, how we communicate. Women, whew, same thing, please. Man. Let's hold each other accountable. Like instead of y'all, you know, talking about, oh, look at this, this hoe's hair, look at her, like help her out. Send her a private message. Say, Man. baby. You would look so much better if you did X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Because like that would make that would just make this whole situation a lot. Uh, I don't know. Just make the world a doper place to live in if we just help each other, stop hating on each other, and yeah, women like stop being so judgmental because you in turn become victims to the mean girl shit that you putting out there. You're criticizing other people for what they look like or what they don't look like, but you in turn in the mirror for an hour trying hard as hell not to become what you talk about. So, or some other shit. Yeah, so that's all I got to say about that as far as Gump would say. Christmas Eve, thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I have a lot of running around to do. Going to take my mother and my brother to the German Christmas market in okay. Daly Plaza because... Um, being so segregated, yes. you just don't have easy access to things like this. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm going to be on. 
There's also some protests going on in the streets right now that I'm hoping I won't be too late for when I'm done with my my family. Uh, what other thoughts are there? That's just, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm on. Cool. Christmas. It's a blessing to be alive, just in general. What a time! <laughs> oh, God. Please don't quote that sucker while I'm on here. To be alive! I like that song. We're talking teams. Um, I am going to my mom's house to help clean up before I go to work. I am doing a little bit of work this evening. Cool. And um, speaking of cleaning up, Jalen Rose and um, Jacoby, have you heard? Yeah. They have a really dope podcast situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dope. And Jalen, around Thanksgiving time, had a great, like, little soliloquy about helping out. Sure. Those of y'all who are going to be eating other people's food, help out, help clean the dishes. Yeah. At least help take the table, the plates off the table and at least put them in the sink. Ladies, you know? make your man plate. Guys, rub your woman's feet. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. This podcast doesn't have to talk to me about feet. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, I mean, just help each other out because the holidays statistically are so stressful because shopping and family and people you like, people you hate all in your face all at the same time. So you help each other out, help clean up. Don't be a jerk. Don't be an asshole. And like reach out to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like it's not everybody. Everybody doesn't have family. Everybody doesn't have someone to share a meal with, to to fellowship with, to to celebrate another year on Earth. So, if you have a chance, send a text, write a Facebook message, just reach out to somebody that you don't talk to on a regular basis, and and let them know that you thought about them. Let them know that you care. This is the Christmas Eve episode of the Rojo Show, episode 27. If I could ask for anything, I'd ask for peace on earth. And I was going to mess it up there, but I'm just going to keep it classy. I'm going to keep it classy. I'm going to keep it classy. As my dad would say, quit while you're behind. Exactly, exactly. The Rojo Show, episode 27. Thank you, Will, for being a guest. Thank you for inviting me. Um, Getting up early with me. Again, the Rojo Show email is show at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook at the Rojo Show. Um, I'm on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Shy Rojo Presents, The Rojo Show. Remember, you're not a fan if you're not sharing. This is your favorite podcaster's podcaster. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Peace.